0: Lodola, inside, Pizarro, Bolasso, Pizarro,
1: Bolasso. Here's the goal score Morgan, and he's done it again. Lewis Morgan with a second of the match. Higuaín will have a oh, goal. And go.
2: he's framed the top, lady. It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuaín. Woo, about five more weeks to go, baby, and we're there.
1: What is up, everybody? As you do know... You've reached the Inner Miami Podcast because somehow or another you have either found us on your Instagram, found us on your Twitter, or found us on your Instagram, or just magically have found us to your
2: ears. It is season five? Nope. Season two, episode five is what I meant. So we're kind of on part with that one. Let's get it, baby. There it is. We are very happy to round out our second inaugural supporters group series. We'll be chatting with the Southern Legion later on in the episode to round it out. Uh, Again, if you uh, did not catch the last episode, the Northern Pack is now part of Vice City 1896. So, you know, big shout out to uh, Jose and Melvin up there rocking it out in Palm Beach County. But since they are technically part of Vice City, We will not be covering the Northern Pack as of now. We might have a mid-season catch-up, but we will round out strong with the Southern Legion.
1: Those are some original folks of the pod. If you have listened to this pod since season one, because that's right, we are on
2: episode two. You already know. Season two. We're so good at this. We are. 50 plus episodes we're so good at this
1: but anyway we have uncle ed joining us on the podcast lewis and marcos from the southern legion so as jay mentioned we're gonna go ahead and wrap up our three part now our three part instead of four part but three part supporters group series with the southern legion this week
2: but first, let's bring some news around
1: the club. We can't just drop it to you like that. We have to go ahead and bring some news around the club. But before we do, we also want to go ahead and give a little bit of a cliffhanger for everybody out there.
2: Go ahead and give it to him, buddy.
1: Why not? We, on this episode, as we just stated, have the Southern Legion on to complete our three-part mini-series of the supporters groups. But we have an exclusive interview with pablo sandoval
2: no you, no no you're an idiot <laughs> i was joking it's georgiakopoulos you know this he's a greek so are you i uh, you literally just said pablo and i said sandoval and you bit it i love it you took it i run it i'm not editing this out this is perfect this is amazing i'm so happy that you did that that brings a smile to my face but yes we will be having an interview with imcf pobs the emls player for inter miami his real name is pablo georgia kapolis he is greek just like alex is he and alex is very upset with himself for even making that mental brain fart but i am smiling about it jay you set me up this is great and i'm keeping it in the episode we will be having that come up um most likely Next episode, because we just there's been a lot of content we want to get into this one. We are actually going to bring on uh Mr. Than Harrington. You've heard him talk about, you've heard us talk about him, rather. Uh, he is the newest member of the Inter Miami podcast family. He is our latest correspondent. He will be covering all things Inter Miami, but specifically focused on the Academy and uh, Fort Lauderdale CF in the USL um league one so we were happy to have him on and uh of course your greek brother papa (laughs) georgia
1: i am alex papa george i i am (laughs) anyway
2: let's get into the biggest news that we're going to cover the one we're very excited about me in particular if you follow us on social media i've been crying for a damn brazilian for way too long, but we finally got one in Gregor de Magahesh da Silva coming to you. <laughs> you love this. Say that again, Gregor de Magahesh da Silva, <laughs> a midfielder more closely compared to a CDM, a defensive midfielder, uh, coming from uh, a sports club Bahia in Brazil's Premier League, which I am very, very thrilled about. have watched quite a bit of film on this guy. He is the kind of pit bull fighter you want to see man a lot of great defensive plays but not afraid to get up there and have some shots on goal yes all three
1: minutes jay have seen that this man it has been pretty good but he is going to support our midfield he is going to be our cdm i mean presumably alongside blaze Matuidi. Which we will see how that story unfolds, which is coming up at our next segment. Which player is uh, next to go? But uh, anyway, as we said, you know, Gregor is a part of our midfield. He's 27 years old, plays an entire career out of Brazil. He is 5'11 and he has had 69 total appearances. LOL, parentheses for some of you people out there right now. But anyway, like we said, he's likely to play alongside Mat Sweetie. But Victor Uyoya may come off the bench and see what he can do. But we've already seen what he can do last year. And I think that's why we brought him in here.
2: I cannot agree more. This is a nice... A uh, complimentary piece to Mr. Blaze Matweedy, assuming Blaze is still on the team or we're not fined or just kicked out of the MLS altogether. Uh, but yeah, no, this was will be an important piece of the puzzle. Uh, interesting, interesting fact here is that this is Chris Henderson's guy. Chris wanted him at Seattle on a DP deal and was not able to make it happen for whatever the circumstances around that are. I'm not too keen because this is an inner Miami podcast and not a Seattle Sounders podcast. But he finally gets his man and on a Tam deal, uh which you know, we were all saying like, hey, this is amazing. The fact that Inner Miami is able to get Blaze Matweedy on a TAM deal and Gregor on a TAM deal. That looks awesome. Let's hope that they're both uh, kosher and there's no rules that have been violated. We'll get to that later. But yeah, no great, great piece to add to the team. Again, Chris Henderson's guy. He's really, you can feel him taking the reins and steering this pony the way he wants it to go.
1: As uh, Jay just said, he has had a eye on this gentleman for quite some time. And again, if you have seen the highlights on YouTube like we have, because our Brazilian coverage is a little bit lackluster as of today, but, the highlights are pretty strong. This gentleman looks like he's pretty athletic. Again, we talked about it. he's almost six feet. You know, he has experience in the Premier League of the Brazilian country. So we'll see how he has to play. I mean, like, I think that this is a good, important piece of the puzzle right now, especially as we move into this year. So we'll see if a little bit more of experience takes its toll with Uyoya. But
2: I think that this is going to be a player who's going to see a lot of PT. I think he's going to see quite a bit of PT you're right again uh athleticism is something that he does not lack he's very quick he's very coordinated 9 out of 10. yeah very coordinated with his uh extremities he uh, has made some you know saves or he's been on literally laying on the floor and then got a leg out to to deflect a ball or whatever but then he'll get up there and he'll have some shots or set up some assist i am very excited that he is now with the team. I am also in the same breath, you know, hesitant because I've made so many predictions of the initial signings of this team that didn't really pan out. So I don't want to uh, set myself up to possibly be critiqued on how wrong my analysis was. In you a year opened from yourself
1: now. up to the possibility of being critiqued once you jumped off the microphone, Jay, which... Really brings us to our second hot topic on the podcast today, and that's Blaze Tweety, which has hot, caught headlines as of recent. Uh, this shouldn't really be a surprise to most people, but he is in the headlines of the FIFA and MLS news because of the question marks surrounding his contract with Inter Miami.
2: Yeah, basically, in a nutshell, they are accusing Inter Miami of basically sliding mon- money under the table that he didn't fit into the salary requirements to be bought down on on targeted allocation money. Now, this could very well just be an inquiry, or this could be a full on, you know, investigation. And we're honestly not a hundred percent sure where this falls. I'm, I guess initially my thoughts are that this is just kind of, you know, hearsay and I I would b- want to believe that, you know, Moss, Beckham, um, Paul McDonough at the time, you know, did things the right way. And that this is more of just kind of headline chatter, was clickbait, if you will. But, you know, we don't know for sure. And this will be something that will be covered and we'll update you on and in, in, in as that situation develops. But... I read some articles. Looks like at the worst case, we could be just fined an amount. Um, no, or not. I guess, like, best case, it sounds like, if we were found guilty, would be to be fined a little bit. There could be potentially, in a worst case situation, some restrictions on acquiring players, or even very worst case, having to surrender our third young designated player spot, which would basically mean that uh Pellegrini sorry (laughs) but you're gone so we'll see what happens it's a little too early to really speak one way or another until more facts come out rumors rumors
1: rumors Jay lies 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 Denying, deny until you die die is the stance on the inner Miami podcast right now and you know if we were to happen to lose that third DP spot well you know what not much will change right now before the end of this year but this brings, this is concern, Jay. This is not good. But in the well, reality- No, it's not good because
2: it it's been hyped as like one, one of the best deals, if not the best deals ever uh, that occurred in the MLS.
1: Well, I would have to say like raise the salary cap,
2: to be honest with you. Well, that's what everyone wants, but uh, there are teams that aren't really about that life as far as just spending as much money on players. Which is why this, we then. cannot win any MLS team has not won a CONCACAF Champions League because we have this salary cap. Let me just ask you,
1: you said it's about teams not wanting to spend money. Is it about teams or is it about owners not wanting to
2: spend money? Most likely the owners, right? Because it's going to be coming out of their pocket. And there are some teams out there that aren't as financially solvent or um, for lack of a better term, I guess, financially arrogant, you know? Well,
1: to be honest, I think this is... Dust under the rug. Not only do I think that this is part of what has to happen if you want to lure top talent from across the entire world to the MLS, but I think that this right here is just a signal of a like, you know, we may have done something a little bit shady. We may have done something a little bit on their table. I will nor confirm nor deny that any of this would have ever happened, but. I do think that this is an echoing point that most people have around the league, which is if you want to attract top talent from around the entire world, right? Because we're not just talking about, you know, the the microcosm of the United States. We're talking about every single country and continent across the 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 planet of earth right is that you have to attract top talent by paying people some money and the salary cap right now that is in the mls which i believe is like 4.9 million dollars or something which is absolutely ludicrous it's like four hundred eighty
2: thousand, a little north of that per player which Uh, yeah
1: which is insane right because when you look at at the end of the day people want to play for money and This may have been done a little bit shady, who knows, right? Or it may have done a completely over the table, right? Which is something that only time will tell and only the evidence will go ahead and express themselves. But regardless of the matter, this is something that is a sign that we have to continue to increase the salary cap of the MLS to attract these players.
2: Yeah, you know, and if you follow this podcast, you would know that myself, Jake Kington, have been right on a lot of situations. <laughs> And that I've probably been wrong on more situations. My I don't think this is the last time we will hear about something like this happening in, in regards to inner Miami, because we have something no other team has, and and that is the God himself, David Beckham. And I think that he will attract a level of talent that wants to come play for his team even if they get them on good deals, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of high level European talent coming over here over the next five, 10 years. And to everyone else, like any other team that could make a deal like that, it might be sketchy. But if it's someone David Beckham's played with, who has a relationship with, then I would have to believe that Beckham was playing within the rules of, you know, here's what your salary will be. Here's A bonus and or you know the work the deal out i don't i it's just i'm hard pressed to think there's anything malicious about this acquisition
1: well no we had covered last episode about the 15 ish million dollars that david beckham had put into the team that that can't go to salary cap for players that's something that's decided by the actual mls right those are that that's funds Mm -hmm. that get put into the actual club itself so when we start talking about new player or personnel, right? New coaches, Mm -hmm. new uh, data scientists, director of analytics, et cetera, et cetera. That's where the money goes, right? What we're talking about right now is an MLS as a a, a totality, right? The fact that we are trying to bring top level talent over here from all parts of the world. And guess what the only way to bring that talent over here is, 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 is by money. Because That's what players care about right now, as they should, because their window is so small as it is. So if we can't help support those players in the United States by joining our league, I don't know why we're here in the first place, to be honest.
2: You know, I mean, there's quote unquote nothing wrong with sliding a Lamborghini under the table. Well, I'd like a Lamborghini. I would like a Lamborghini too, but you and I can't kick a ball for shite.
1: Yeah. Instead you got those headphones over your ears right now.
2: (laughs) I'm not going to do this
1: again. We're just shots fired, but this is how we feel. I mean, go ahead and write us an email, go ahead and DM us on Instagram, Twitter at inter Miami podcast, Go ahead and do your thing. I mean, like, we're curious it's, to hear your it's thoughts.
2: It's going to be one of those situations where you just have to wait and see how it develops because there's really no evidence that points to anything wrong or ill-intended, and there's no evidence that says to the contrary. You yeah, know, so. I mean,
1: like, listen, we may come across some Gmails that may be unfound that uh, may turn our opinion completely around, but until those are shown to us. We're going to go ahead and stand the fact that we did nothing wrong. This was the best deal put through MLS in the last 20 years. Sucks to to not
2: have a Beckham on your team. Yeah, bro, go ahead and get another one site, but no, but to your point, like this is what the the league needs. We need more players able to come over. And if you're only going to give each team really two, Unrestricted DP slots, right? Well, let me you break the third down one's to a you young Jay. DP, but like, if you want to bring more talent here, increase the DP spots or increase the salary cap. But if if we do play within the rules and we just have Beckham who can attract talent, then sucks to suck. You got to deal
1: with it. Jay, think about this right here. Our salary cap for this season is four point nine million dollars. David Beckham donated. million to enter Miami. That is three times the amount of our annual salary in the MLS. Where does that
2: add up? We'll see if we get Cristiano or not, I guess. <laughs> well, don't hold your breath. Like, but again, it goes more into the infrastructure of the organization than the actual player salaries. So it does. It's I'll- hard to speculate on this without more information. We'll update you, but you know, keep an eye out for it. I'm sure it's going to be something that's one of the more common stories, especially in, in regards to Inter Miami over the next couple of months. But again, I don't. I don't. My my gut tells me we're in the clear here. I think, and that's someone clear. who's lived through. Patino at Louisville and Florida State's whole debacle It's pretty situation. much exactly like
1: soccer, except for more like basketball and nothing like soccer. I had to. I had to, and I'm glad I hit the right it button. It kind
2: of applies because I mentioned Rick Patino, but <laughs> it's not even the red button. But, hey, more power to you. Moving on. Uh, the other big news that struck, which is a little bit heartbreaking, a little bit sad, is uh, Mr ian Frey has torn his acl and this was a young defender that we called up from the you know academy from fort lauderdale cf and um it's tough good thing is he's young he's 18 years old so he's got plenty of time to heal but that must be tough getting bumped up and then being injured within like a month month and a half. It really has not been long. Uh, but 18 years old, he made the USL league one, all second team in 2020 while recording the fourth highest passing accuracy among defenders in the league at 86 and a half percent and also dishing out one assist. But, uh, you know, disappointing for the squad and especially disappointing for someone who worked his whole life for this moment. And then, you know, you get an injury and it, it takes you out for at least a year.
1: Yeah. Super disappointing. He was,
2: uh, I heard some rumors. He was going to be a big part of
1: this club moving forward in the 2021 season. So, you know, we wish Ellen Frey. I'm sorry, Ian Frey, a big, big recovery. Um, we look forward to seeing him back on the pitch soon enough. He is, uh, yeah, man, like, like Jay said it, I mean, you work, you work your whole life to, you know, make it to this level, right? You know, you, you work your entire life from Pee you know, playing as a four-year-old into making this club. And for something like that to happen is super disappointing, but, you know, that's all part of the story. And, you know, well, I'm sure we'll be talking about this man as he continues to make his recovery story and move into the 2022 season, hopefully. And, you know, we wish him the best with recovery.
2: Yeah, you, you never wish an injury upon someone, of course, unless they're a Florida Gator. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But he can only give us one one star review. He can't give us two one-star reviews, so it's fine. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be tough. But, again, he's young, over cover. Uh He should be back out there and be fine. But uh, moving on, you know, with a new head coach comes a new coaching staff. So I know you're pointing at me because you, you want me to run through these names. And I will happily run through these names because I am the most – internationally cultured host of this podcast. So we'll start. So the new staff was announced under Phil Neville, and it will start with Jason Kreese, who actually was the head coach for uh, Fort Lauderdale CF last season. He has now been bumped up to the assistant coach of the first team. Again, most familiar face. He is a former, former Real Salt Lake NYCFC and Orlando City manager. And uh, again, he he did coach uh, Fort Lauderdale CF. So he will be bumped up to the assistant coach. We'll love to see how he works out. Nicholas Lewis will be our sports scientist. It's an exciting name right there. Uh, Mark Mason will be the assistant coach and director of goalkeeping and set piece specialist. I'm okay with goalkeeping, but if we're going to have a director set piece specialist, it should be none other than David Beckham himself. Moving on, though, we have Alec Scott. These names really aren't hard. So, like, I was expecting much more difficulty from you, but this is very easy. Just you wait. (laughs) He's the performance analyst. And both Mark and Alec worked um, with, I don't know, because you left it blank. So, we'll just move on there. But they worked together in the past. Uh, Miguel Montalago, head of first team performance. Let me correct that. Miguel Motolongo. (laughs) You're loving this. Anthony Poulos, assistant coach. Sebastian Saha, assistant goalkeeper coach. And Brett Utley, not of Philadelphia fame. (laughs) You moved those pretty quick. Brett Utley, uh, assistant analyst. Those will be the technical coaching staff to assist Phil Neville in his first season.
1: Man, you got to have some fun with it. You got to have some fun with it. I, I I I told Jay, we get together on I don't know, about like a quarter of every podcast. I told
2: myself and... I was not going to do any research just because you were so hyped
1: up on the name part. I was pretty stoked because I actually think, Jay, you do a phenomenal job
2: introducing the names. Boray. Boray. It's killing it, man. I'm telling you, man.
1: Well, I mean, the oh. rolling of the R isn't that bad, but like everything else is I... pretty solid. I didn't know how
2: to roll an R except for a few Burray. years. Boray. It's, 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 it's actually, I know they say English is hard to learn, but consistently rolling your R is... Not not the easiest thing, but yeah. I, well, like, hey, buddy, I appreciate it. Uh, the, the the Portuguese comes a little bit more natural because I did spend a year, not a year, <laughs> a month of my life in in Brazil. So very happy we got a Brazilian, a Carino, if you will. Shout out to all my brazilianos out there, bro. But moving on, something I am very excited about is the preseason. Is the preseason. I wasn't sure due to COVID regulations what it was going to look like if that was even a thing or if they just scratched it all together but we do have preseason games break this down super
1: pumped that we're having some preseason football not just because we get to see our team on the pitch a little bit early but we get some practice time in there people and that's what's important right is is some practice and cohesion practice. and some chemistry that we can develop out on the pitch. But anyway, we are recording this podcast on Sunday, March 7th, probably coming to you on a Tuesday because I know (laughs) Jay's going to be a little bit busy later tonight. Time is a
2: construct. It's all facade.
1: (laughs) Anyway, inception to everyone. But March 8th is the official first day of preseason, which is going to be hosted at Inter Miami CF Training Center, which is going to be over on the stadium in Fort Lauderdale itself
2: to clarify because i'm a lot of, i'm sure a lot of, of our listeners saw the footage from last week's preseason training camp and that was the voluntary preseason training camp so not everyone was out there but it honestly did look like everyone was out there but now it officially starts it officially
1: begins and i appreciate that clarification there yes that was Voluntary. Most folks live around the South Florida area and did show up for the voluntary preseason scrimmages, training, etc. However, you may call it. But March 8th is the official first day of preseason for Inter Miami. Fast forward to March 20th, a preseason match numero uno versus a local opponent, Miami FC, which is going to
2: be hosted right in our back door. We cannot lose this game. This is the most, <laughs> you, the you're most scared about that. Yeah, huh? yeah. There is no way the club can lose that game and try and live that down because there are some diehard Miami FC fans, and for your first preseason game, that's uh, you know it's not an MLS team, but don't mess up. We, just we saying, have to have
1: that, Jay. I know you recognize that for a little bit because my barber is a part of the actual like club
2: practice squad and he was like y'all better watch out because we got some boys on this squad i'm I'm glad he's focusing (laughs) on something important because the hair game is well that's just disrespectful man (laughs) you know you wait so long to cut your hair and that's just what you say rude
1: anyway we're moving on ignore jay or don't ignore jay it's up to you but anyway march 20th is our first preseason match as i just said against miami fc moving to march 27th is our second preseason match against the tampa bay rowdies at al lang
2: stadium that is jay that's a stadium we went to last year you want to run it back that was a very fun time and we actually held it down and streamed that whole game for uh for the inter miami facebook group that was a very good time but i don't know if you're gonna I'll, I'll, I'll say the bad news for you all these are closed door games, so we cannot attend.
1: We might have been the first tailgate that inner Miami ever had.
2: Yeah, like the four of us by a tree drinking white claws. More like <laughs> three and a half. Yeah. And that one random person that was just by the stadium hanging out by a tree. <laughs> yeah, that was a solid time. <laughs> Moving into March
1: 30th is a match against the Charleston Battery. God, whoever named those people, I don't know what the hell is wrong with them. But anyway, Charleston Battery will go ahead and face us at the IMG Stadium in Bradenton, Florida. If you're wondering where Bradenton is... That is over on the west coast of Florida, over by Tampa,
2: Sarasota, Naples. Make your mark. You got it right. You got it right. And uh, IMG, you're playing at a high school stadium. And I'm not saying that to discredit the MLS or whatever teams are playing there. I am saying that to credit IMG Academy because that is a absolute athletic powerhouse of Florida for football, soccer, basketball. That's where a lot of big-name players come from. I just wish...
1: Charleston were to like specify what type of batteries they were.
2: It's not the ones you charge, bro. It's the ones that hit you, which is their logo is like two batons. Mm, Interesting. Mm.
1: Anyway, moving into the month of April on April 3rd, we're going to go ahead and play our fourth preseason match against the New York Red Bull. And yes, that match will be in Bradenton as well at the IMG Academy. So that's going to go ahead and be in the same location as the preseason match against the Charleston Batteries Triple A Double A. However, you may want to think
2: of them as but in addition, uh the Oh. <laughs> I see what you did here. I'll help you out. April 3rd. So let's let's let's, let's backtrack here. March 20th, Miami FC, March 27th, Tampa Bay Rowdies, March 30th, Charleston Battery, April 3rd. Is New York Red Bulls. What we're looking for right here is, no, nope, I messed that up. So April, th- oh, never mind. <laughs> it's a doubleheader. That's what it is. Okay. So also on April third, we're playing Nashville SC. So we're gonna have New York Red Bulls and Nashville SC, two MLS teams on April third. Little confusing on the script. I can barely read. We
1: we may just be making the schedule up as we
2: go. <laughs> we may. And there's also a uh, sixth tbd which is acronym for to be determined for any of our uh not so quick if you're joining me on the uh, slower side over here uh that'll be on april 10th now they're they did announce that these first five games again we're talking about um miami fc rowdies charleston new york national they're all going to be closed doors i don't even know if there will be any Anyway, way to get footage or access of that until the team releases more information. The sixth game, the to the be determined one on April 10th. We're not sure if it's going to be open or closed doors. If it's open, obviously we're following COVID protocols, but uh, we'll see how this develops.
1: Masks up,
2: no drones, no nothing, no masks, just cough in my mouth. Call it a day. Nobody will do that. Uh, well, you do have a drone. So, you know, We will go ahead and start a GoFundMe for Alex's bail, and uh, he will fly his drone. And when he's arrested, the viewers will bail you out. I
1: nor will deny nor confirm that I have a drone, but I will confirm that this is the end of the show. And without further ado, we would love to introduce the
2: Southern Legion to the podcast. Yes, let's get into it. Let's round out this third and final supporters group series with the Southern Legion. And then we'll do a quick wrap at the end of the show. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you very soon. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Nermami Podcast. We are very happy to be rounding out our second annual supporters group series, finishing up strong, as always, with the Southern Legion. What is up, everyone? How are you guys doing? Awesome. How's it going, man? Uh, this is Uncle Ed, by the way.
1: <laughs> well, we all know Uncle Ed, but we got a few other guests alongside. There you go, guys. This is Marco. I'm an officer
3: here. Road, hey, how you run. doing? Uh, how you doing, guys? This is Lewis. And Lewis, what's your role? Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm I'm just a uh, founding member um, from the Sun Legion. Um, I'm involved in a uh, little bit of the uh, uh, Facebook group, uh, the inner miami Facebook group, and um, uh, also in helping to uh, uh, work out in the band.
1: That's uh that it's a little subtle brag there, Lewis. Uh, you know, founding member. That is El Capiton, that is the OG of the Southern Legion. How are you guys doing? Good, yeah, good, yeah,
2: you're doing
1: good,
2: man. Good. Excellent. I think everyone knows uh Uncle Ed quite well. He's involved in all things in Miami All Things Southern Legion. All things Miami in general, man. He is uh he's a he's a champion of South Florida. Oh man.
0: Go on, go on. And a lover of good
2: people. 80s and 90s rock, I will say, just from being friends on Facebook. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure, man.
2: <laughs> big, big
4: fan of the crew, I know. Yeah. <laughs> One of the original
2: OGs, I guess you could say. Yes, sir, yes, sir, and, and, and he, veteran. He, he and we'll would be out the out El Capitan.
1: Well. He is the El Capitan.
2: Yeah. He's, a, he's the unk. He's the unk of the group, and uh, we love him. Um, totally agree on that. So, um, I'm the uncle. I'm everybody's uncle. Hey, the South Florida uncle. Everyone needs one yeah excellent well uh just wanted to to catch up with you guys and uh you know allow our listeners you know i'm sure as we acquire more and more fans every day they're looking to join a group of like-minded individuals so we really wanted to speak with you guys and you know so the listeners can learn more about the southern legion and what everything entails uh so let's just kind of get caught up i guess because you know it's been a definitely a, a few months since i think we've ran into each other at at any event since it's the off season but Tell us about the first season and I guess, you know, kind of more importantly, the, the massive curveball that was thrown at not only the Southern Legion, but all the supporters groups and the fans and club in general, which was the coronavirus and, you know, kind of immediate quarantine and lockdown. And And, and take us through what it was like navigating those waters and kind of what your experiences were in those uh, really unforeseen times.
0: Yeah, let me start off. on This Uncle Ed, by the way, guys, Uh um, you know, it, as you know, we're the original first group of uh, Inter Miami. Uh, one of the reasons why there's a team here is because we basically begged uh, Don Garber to give us a team, and uh, you know, our president Julio Caballero is, is basically the guy that put his that uh, was able to get uh, Marcelo Claude's uh, attention, so that this whole monster could could develop. You know, he later got a hold of. Uh, David Beckham and the Moss brothers and, and the rest of history. Uh, but I, I got to tell you guys, um, last year started off, you know, with a bang. Everybody, you know, we, we, I don't remember how many, 30 or 40 of us, um, traveled in a group on a plane, you know, uh, singing the whole way to Los Angeles, you know, for the that very first game uh, against LAFC. And you know, those were exciting times, man. It was we had so much fun. We rented vans, and you know, and, and, you know, just to go and, and support our team. Um, and you know that that, that whole experience, uh, you know, with everybody in La family, with the other supporters, was something you know that I don't think we're ever going to put in our lives because it was it was um, such a great time. And we, we got to hang out with David Beckham, who showed up to uh, the the restaurant where we were all at. And uh, you know we 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 marched to the stadium and we received the team at the hotel, which was another great. Everything's on video. You could see that. You could could see it on our website southernlegionms dot com, Uh, and you know we've got it on all our social media. You guys can look back at that. And, And that was a time when when you know this whole COVID thing was was just starting and nobody really paid too much attention to it and. And um unfortunately, you know, we didn't get to see our uh, very first game uh, against the Galaxy in our own stadium. Oh, we still got uh, shirts uh, that you know have the inaugural date and and you know and and the stadium and everything on on our shirts that we never really got to um, show off at the very first game because, uh, as you guys know, everything um, that happened after where they canceled the games and. And it really was very difficult to to organize ourselves as a supporters group to get together and, and you know, chant and, and, and do stuff. So we basically did uh, Zoom meetings and stuff like that just to keep ourselves still connected. But um, that affected, uh, you know, all the supporters because I think, because, uh, you know, what we do is, you know, give uh, that, that ambiance in the stadium, and we weren't able to do that. As you guys, you know, pretty much uh, are able to, we're able to see, you know, we just, uh, we depended on you guys and, you know, and, and, and the team to uh, try to keep us uh, interested in, in the games that later on would happen in Orlando and, and, and the, the the short season that we had in 2020.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're only into what week 53 of our two week lockdown. Right to, to to flatten the curve, and it seems like nothing's changed, and this is just something we've, no, we we've all adapted two, to.
1: Other other way around, week two in our 53 week lockdown. No, it was today.
2: initially a two week flatten the curve <laughs> lockdown, and now here we are a, a, a year later. But I guess what were some of the the you know larger hardships you guys experienced as a supporters group, just trying to to fight through all the uncertainty and, and keep everyone positive and still support the club with really out without knowing when the next game was gonna be played. I mean it was weird. We took a massive break, came back for the MLS is back, then there were five more weeks off. It was very stop and go.
4: Yeah, this is Marco. Marco, I'm an officer in Solid Legion. I would like to, you know, get to tell you guys a little bit about that part. Trying to try to like add on to what Ed was saying. We had so many plans for the first season, you know, the first season of the team that had to be canceled. I mean, it was a disappointment, a total discouragement. Yeah, a lot of people stopped, stopped texting, you know, stopped uh, interacting in our, in our WhatsApp groups and also on social media. So it kind of it kind of brought us down into, like, trying to keep the positiveness with, you know, news from the team, trying to keep people on top of, of what's going on because we did have direct communication. That was something that we did have a lot and you know to know exactly what was going to happen we are a family group our foundation is more like into the family side so we tried we tried to do some like Ed was saying some zoom meetings to keep everyone active uh giving them all the information up to date and when the when the team started playing something that we did a lot was that we did actually was go to the stadium and and start supporting from the outside you know there was no way to go inside but we were doing like the social distancing but have the band playing the music and then we will sing the our slangs and you know bring everybody together at least to see each other with you know the respective um controls and the face masks and all that but you know it, it was it was kind of hard but at the same time i think it created a, a bigger bond because in those difficult times we were still there actually uh the press the, the one of the owners julio Malz, uh, jorge Malz was saying was talking about that uh the last time we talked with him and uh you know, and that's why we also were invited to the first time that supporters could get into the stadium because of, of our of our you know of our um agenda of trying to push from the outside, even with rain or you know storm whatever. <laughs> and and that also helped uh, the members of our group to keep you know active with the whole situation going on.
2: And I get that. And yeah, hey,
3: hey, uh, to don't tell what Marco said. Uh, guys, um, I started, I started, um, to join Southern Legion during those times when, uh, you guys were cheering, you know, outside mm-hmm. of the gate. Um, I lived close by and, uh, decided to one day just pass by, uh, with my son. And, uh, we saw, you know, a whole bunch of people, you know, chanting and, um, having a good time. And that's how I, uh, met the Southern Legion. Um, it was that passion, man, that, uh, that I saw and, uh, and, you know, and they welcomed me and my son with, uh, open arms. So that was one of the aspects that that I really liked. Uh, I, I think us being outside there, um, helped to, uh, attract people, more members, um, you know, such as myself. Um, my uncle joined shortly after. You know and uh i i think that was one of the things that helped us get through those uh you know those dark days i guess
2: yeah yeah definitely and were you you said you were just driving by a southern legion event or what drew you to go check out the southern legion
3: um yeah well personally you know i i uh um, grew up down here in south florida and i was a you know Miami fusion fan as a kid and then When, you know, I heard that, you know, the stadium was built and the team was here, Um, just one day during one of the games, I decided to just drive by to check it out. And uh, that's, like I said, that's when I met, you know, Southern Legion. And I I, I decided right then and there that 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 was going to be my home.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There you go. And, you know, as everybody knows, there are, you know, multiple supporters groups out there, you know, supporting the same club. What? What I guess drew you specifically to Southern Legion, because I'm sure there were a bunch of different supporters groups out there having some fun. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: we met, yeah,
3: yeah, we, we, you know, we interacted with, uh, I interacted with the other one. Uh, what drew me most to Southern Legion was uh, they were very welcoming, um, and uh, I hope that they have food out there. <laughs>
2: yeah, some churapan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. No, it was, it was a very welcoming atmosphere, um, for me and my son. My son's kind of shy. And, uh, you know, he likes being around it, but not being the center of attention. And, uh, he also, um, you know, he, he, he just felt, uh, welcome. Mm-hmm. He like, he said, he told me he liked it at the end of the night. And that's when I decided to join Southern Legion.
2: That's very important. I mean, I mean I'm a father the way, myself, to, and we want the kids to be, you know, comfortable and uh, and free in their own environment. So, you know, if, if the son helped you make that decision, hey, more power to you, man. That's the right thing.
3: Definitely. I felt the love immediately. Yeah.
2: The, the way to, start, to add to
4: that, the way to start legion uh, you know, what we try to, to show, or like the way that the image that we want to give is a family group. That's, that's been always, it has always been a lemma. I mean, trying to push it to that side that we are a family group. That's why Lewis uh, felt that welcoming with his son, because we, we want to do that. That's, that's how we work it out, you know. Vice City has their own way of doing it. The Siege has their own way. But at the end of the day, like you guys were saying, we're in one one same support section. You know, we're going to always be for Inter-Miami. I mean, we're called La Familia, the three of us. So it's just a matter of where you feel more comfortable. And, and you know, and Saturday Legion is one of those groups that is a family group again. And whoever wants to join will feel that family vibe. That uh, you know, you bring your kids, your wife, uh, you have the whole time with us, trying to play the chance, trying to have a good time with, like Louis said, the food, most importantly, <laughs> and and you know everything else that goes around that about around family. You know that's what, that's what we are. That's what Chattanooga pretty much represents, family
1: you're absolutely right and la familia 305 you know down here in south florida that's what it's about and we're recording this podcast on sunday march 7th which really kind of puts us about a month and a week or so away from kickoff gentlemen kickoff right around the corner and mm-hmm. you know like we've been talking hell, about, yeah. Co- hell yeah hell yeah say it loud but let's <laughs> go oh yeah, i'm excited for that <laughs> hey how many times can you say Say it loud? i just feel the feeling inside <laughs> me man you know <laughs> absolutely well that's the idea right we've been we've been bottling up yeah. all this anxious energy for how long right because well, i feel like it even comes from prior to even the 2020 mls kickoff right we haven't even seen our club in full force at our home stadium yet today and you know you you talked about it right you know you, you kept the group alive you know kept everyone connected with zoom calls throughout the quarantine and the pandemic and isolation, you know, what, what exactly, Mm -hmm. you know, have you guys been planning for this next year? You know, is there any inside glimpse that you can give to the listeners about, you know, what types of events you may have coming out, you know, what you're planning for in the new season, you know, anything to do with, you know, kind of that aspect of the Southern Legion.
4: Absolutely, man. I mean, right now, we are welcome, you know, welcome everybody who wants to join us or try to check us out. We are we have a band practice in, in Miami every Saturday, like every single Saturday on Urban Soccer, Uber and Inder Football, which is on 71st Street, where we have our grill and we play some soccer and we uh, practice with the band. As well, on Wednesdays on Pompano Beach in a place called the, the, the Barn. That also you have, you know, we have our own little thing going on there where we practice the band practices. People can come again. This is a family thing, so you'll have some food there, you have us talking and, you know, trying to plan as what's going to happen the first game because, you know, trying to, in advance, do some logistics on that side too. And we try to make everyone active in that. You know, we try to participate with everyone. Whoever wants to join, we'll see how it goes. You know, we're open into that. We don't have anything, you know, to hide, to be honest. Lewis is a good example. He saw the way we were. He knows a lot about our group now. He, you know, he's part of the band. He's practicing with us on the band side. He's a, supporting a lot on that side. Uh, also, social media as well. So, you know, we make everyone that wants to join active if they want to jump into something, you know. And, and right now, like I said, those those days are, are like our meeting days, we can say. And um, bringing into the whole plan of this year, I mean, to keep supporting our team, we're joining a lot stronger with the other two groups. I mean, La Familia is really getting tied together. I can tell you that, uh, especially on the singing. And you know whatever you feel comfortable with, you can always reach us out on social media, Southern Legion on, on Instagram and and also on Facebook, and um, email as well. Info at Southern Legion MLS com. And you know we're open to that. You know again to family, the whole, the whole surrounding of that.
0: <clears throat>
3: yeah. Hey Marco, uh, I just want to give um, little details more about the uh, urban indoor. Football um, experience when uh, when we all join up there uh, for the le- for the listeners. Um, so what it is is that we'll we'll play um, you know some soccer games uh, at first, and then uh, then after the games are over, uh, we'll eat and we'll sing and practice. Uh, and like Marco said, everybody's welcome. It was uh, you know last night we had one last night and uh, it was you know off the charts, man. Now, are these mainly adults um, you know we we're playing or, so are good are the kids that, playing as well. Um. Yes. It, it was every you know whoever wants to play can play.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Urban Urban Indoor Football is our home base. That's what I can tell you guys. So we pretty much uh, if any event happens, most of the time is there. Uh, but like I said, Saturdays is a main event. Like Lewis was saying, where we have a good time, we get together to you know to close our bonds more. You know, try to bring new members in, make them feel what Tower Legion is. So, yeah, again, everyone is welcome. You can reach us guys on on any type of uh, uh, video. Right. I actually
3: uh, invited somebody uh, last night, um, and they came. And, um, you know, I asked her at the end of the night, you know, what were your thoughts? And, uh, you know, this is a quote from her. She told me, you feel at home when you're surrounded with people that have the same passion for a team the welcoming it was amazing awesome um, and that that's what it was all about man
2: no 100 percent. that's exactly yeah. what it's all about so if, if if people aren't located down in in miami and can't go to urban indoor what are some of the other home base slash bars that you guys would be having events at that maybe you know more broward or even palm beach county could could attend
4: yeah we we, we get also meetings on wednesdays on the barn uh, you know, practice band and the same thing. We try to we try to create la fiesta almost everywhere we go. That's you know that's the plan. Try to keep it the same original way, like the food, the singing. Try to play some soccer, and then again on social media we will still keep posting because we have we try to do events around you know on different bars as well with we'll the watch parties. When the when the season starts, even for preseason, we're gonna sure do some you know watch parties around the whole area of. North and South, the whole South Florida area, you know, and, 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 you know, just, I will say join, I will say join the social media, uh, our social media, try to be a follower so you can keep on catching to where we're going to do our events. And then if you want to, you know, after you try and you want to be part of it, we for sure, you know, the welcome is big and we put you in our chats and we start planning on, on how you can support the supporters group and how we can keep progressing and doing better things to
1: support Inter-Miami. And I got you on the Instagram right now. That's at Southern Legion, M-I-A, for those of which who do not already know. So go ahead and check them out. And guys, you know, we got football right around the corner. And that excites all of us, like we were just talking about. What what excites you most about this 2021 season? Oh,
0: well, I'm, I'm going to jump in shot. right here. There's, there's so some... yeah. Man, I gotta tell you, uh, it, it's, it's real exciting that we're gonna get soccer again. Of course, we have to wait till, it, what, what is it, April, when they're gonna start. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, there's so much controversy with this team. If it's not the, uh, the trademark of the name that they have going, uh, if it's not, uh, you know, the issue with Matsuidi right now, there's always something happening. There's always drama in Miami. And there, you know, there's always so much to talk about, um, you know, I don't know what it is about Miami, man, but it's, it's, uh, or South Florida for that matter, because uh, we never, there, there's never a, a lack of drama. So, uh, you know, that's, for me, it's exciting <laughs> because I can talk with my friends about, you know, uh, you know, the players that are coming in, uh, you know, uh, we, we can talk about, uh, you know, if we're going to have uh, enough space for another DP, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for 2021 because I'm hoping at least towards the end of the season, we'll at least all be able to get together and get in the stadium. We've also heard that there's going to be limited uh, amount of seats open. I want to see how that's going to work out with the team because, you know, I've got my season ticket. I want to get in there and there's you know, most of the, most of the stadium is sold out. So how are they going to work that out if there's only, you know, two or 3,000 people able to come, go in? um You know uh, who's who's going to get to go in, guys. I mean, you, you guys might have some connections with the team. What do you think is going to happen? I,
2: yeah, I so, don't know, Ed. I'm sure you're going to find your way in there though. Somehow, <laughs> <laughs> from what I understand, is yeah, we're looking at about anywhere between three thousand to eight thousand people there per game. The last, I think, accurate count that I got from the club on season ticket holders was right around, I think, just north of of nine thousand. So. Will we see a lottery? Will there be some sort of, you know, maybe you can have a chance to get a ticket at every other game? We don't know. Or, you know, does does this whole COVID situation somehow remedy itself through the season to where we see the number increasing, you know, game to game? But it's going to be uh especially very desired for i think all fans but particularly the the season ticket holders right. who will have first dibs there might be a little bit of uh i don't know man some some fighting for some tickets i could see the secondary market being very profitable if someone does want to do that but i i'm sure the club probably has got some strategy to avoid you know season ticket holders just selling their tickets for a profit sure. well
1: one thing for well, sure oh hey, yeah have...
3: Lewis here one of the things I'm really excited about um, to answer your, your last question, uh, Jay was uh, I'm excited to see Lewis Morgan uh, see if yeah. he can uh, you know pump out another uh, MVP type season man. The he absolutely killed it uh, last season.
2: Yeah and I was I was just doing some standard you know internet sleuthing, if you will and um, I came across uh, Orlando City like chat of some sort somehow. And they were just talking about the blaze situation. And, and honestly, I will say for being our quote unquote rivals, they weren't like being nasty or anything, but someone was, they were trying to figure out who our DPs were. They knew Igwine, the new Pizarro. They couldn't figure out who the, the young DP or the third DP was. And everyone kept assuming it was Lewis Morgan, just because he had such a, an amazing season and is truly an amazing player. So I guess e- each of you just tell us who is the player you are most excited to see in this second season, whether that be from a growth standpoint or just, um, you know, just someone you want to see continue to shine for the team.
0: I'm going to you jump in to right you? here real quick. Let me jump in real quick, Marco. Um, I'm going to go with, with Iguain because he has a debt with us. Uh, he scored one goal. And he's supposed to be our, you know, the, the top of the line, our top of the line player, our, our major DP. Uh, he has a debt with us. Uh, he needs to score those goals, uh, and, uh, you know, make us re- realize, uh, you know, what a great player he is. I think he, uh, this last season, um, you know, he was spent too much time arguing with the refs, uh, you know, uh, and he just, I don't think, in my opinion, he was able to mesh well with the team enough to make a difference. Um, this year, he's, he's there from the beginning. He's got to be a leader out there. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be the captain. I would imagine he might be the captain uh, for the team. They haven't named the captain yet. So, I'm, uh, you know, he needs to put this team on his shoulder and demonstrate why he's, he's, he's the most expensive player in Major League Soccer right now.
2: Yep. So... Gonzalo, you have a debt to Miami, and if you enjoy your kneecaps, you better come through on that (laughs) debt.
4: Well, um, uh, me, Marco here, Uh, personally, I I like a lot Lewis Morgan, but I'm excited. I want to also answer the other question. I'm excited to see this new coaching. I mean, I want to see how Phil Neville is going to put the team together. I feel that he's bringing a more offensive type of, you know, strategy or tactics into the team. That's something that has me really excited. I mean, I feel that his own um, type of Ferguson, uh, you know, um, picturing uh, into, into Miami is going to fit really well and make us more aggressive. So I'm really excited on that part. I mean, I want to see the coaching side, and obviously I still want to see Lewis Morgan to be, you know, pumping up and, 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 and making himself a really strong name here in the MLS, um, also next to Pizarro, which is also a good player, Matthew Guaid, and all the other players are coming in, right? I mean,
1: that's my own my, my way of seeing
2: it, right? So, yeah, no, Luis has, has not even hit the ceiling of his potential. Let's hope he stays Correct. on the team, though, for that ceiling. Yeah, well, the better he gets, the more yes, European yeah. teams are going to win. And get that's the curveball that we kind
1: of have to deal with over here that you know, some other yes. clubs around the world don't. Oh. Yeah, correct. That's correct.
0: So, who you got? Uh, I, hey, guys. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Lewis. Let us know who you think is. Um,
3: I was going to say that uh, as far as growth, man. I'm for 2021. I'm I'm excited for the. Uh, I believe it was three of the academy players that uh, got signed to the first team.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm, I'm excited to see if they get some now. playing time. You yeah. know, as Connor and, uh, and Valencia. Yep. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It, it will be, a, it'll no, be fun they, to watch They represent it. the future. They do. There's a lot of players, you know, I think both of us think we really want to see more from, from Matty Pellegrini and everything. But I, I'm really excited for uh, Ami Mabika. I mean, you see him just in glimpses on the camera of, of what they're showing from training camp, and he is like just 6'6", six, six of just absolute monster. I really want to see his athleticism and uh, kind of where he fits into the puzzle. I don't think he'll be a starter, but I think he'll be someone over this season that oh. could grow to be a defensive threat.
1: Don't forget about my boy Dylan Nealis either. Year yeah, two brother. off of a pretty damn good first season campaign, too. So we got a lot to talk about. And, I mean, this season, guys, I don't know if you feel like we do over here, but I think our team is prime and potent and i mean that on the offensive side i mean when you bring lewis morgan Igwayin, and pizarro all in the same club in the mls i think that's dynamite ready to be lit so you know what do you guys think about the club you know moving into this next year you know what are you guys' expectations projections things
2: like that new system well you, you guys see? heard
0: you, you guys heard with a uh, working uh, must is he predicts that we're going to be in the top three this year, so the bar is set, guys. Mm-hmm. It's up there. He he's expecting us not just to make the playoffs, but be a top three team. So um, you know that gives you just an idea of where these guys are at, what they expect from the team, what the, the pressure is uh, for all the guys in Inter Miami to, to you know just step it up and and make things happen. I you know I'd like to be. A, you know, positive as fucking is, but I, I'm a, I'm trying to be a little more realistic. I'll be happy if we make the playoffs. We uh, still need the mesh. We've got some good players, but um, I don't know, man. I, I still feel that there's something missing there. It could be the offense, uh, maybe uh, uh, an actual playmaker. Because I don't believe Pizarro is a, is an actual is, is a playmaker. He's not a number ten in my book. Mm-hmm. So I think we're still missing something for me to say. Okay, we could be a top three team. Um, and I'll be happy with making the playoffs, so guys. That is true. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you that. I don't agree with you. I'm more positive than you on that.
4: <laughs> I think, I think the new, the new management, the new, um, again, the coach itself, and, and you know, bringing that idea, the new culture that David Beckham is talking about, is going to put put us up with uh, you know, trying to get to that level. That's why probably Jorge Mas is also so confident about it because. You know we have like like you were saying earlier we have the potential of these players that just has to be someone who leads them well who puts them where they have to be and, and gives them the right direction you know and i think we're going to get that this year i personally think we're going to jump to that and, and and hopefully fight for a title that'll be the best surprise ever the best you know cheer ever for all of us
2: i think that the new system would be the greatest change that you'll see from this team because i think that we had talented players but it just wasn't working in, in Alonzo's scheme. So, you know, with, with, with mm-hmm. Phil Neville coming in, changing the play style, I'm hoping that everyone reacts, you know, in a better way. But also, you know, you look at, you know, like the, the acquisitions, the, the front office has has it even with, you know, the director of analytics with, uh, you know, Mark Present and then Sam Gregory, uh, who has the experience in, in the scouting department, you know, we're finally putting in the the pieces that we probably should have had from day one. And I guess, you know, better late than never. But I really think that we're already starting to see the academy flourish. I mean, we've got three players being called up after year one. I just feel like what they're building is is something that is real. And it, it might take a little bit of time to get there. But I, I think the the future is very bright for this club.
3: Oh, most definitely agree. I think that culture, uh, the football culture, uh has changed over the last you know the last course of the year the last year.
1: Well Jay, I mean even further
2: no, to so your point. It sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> <It> sounds, <laughs> sounds, sounds like a non-believer. <laughs> 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 I, like, I I think well, I think <laughs> Sam Gregory's director of analytics now we'll be able to analyze players further and of course present the director of scouting like these are pieces that we had to have well we didn't have
1: them jay real talk i mean chris henderson and phil and yeah these these two people look like more of david beckham's people right you know i I don't know exactly how the last regime
2: fit into the whole
1: puzzle that we were trying to complete but it didn't feel like the right fit
2: from day one hey i'm all for stealing from the Mm -hmm. best teams in the league and i mean obviously the sounders are you know, they've been nothing but quality (laughs) over the years. Every year, basically. So, you know, to, to, to get uh, Henderson, I mean, it's going to be phenomenal. It really is going to be phenomenal.
1: And fellas, you know, we wrap up this show here today and it was great having you guys on. I mean, one thing that I want to ask, you know, if there's one thing that you want the listeners to know about the Southern Legion, as we wrap up this podcast, you know, bring it to us. You know, what is that? What is that one thing? I mean, family seems like a big theme for you guys, but you know, what do you want the listeners to know about the Southern Legion?
0: Well, I think uh, we're, we're, um, so the way that we started was, uh, all grassroots. Um, we're the reason, one of the reasons why this team exists, because we never gave up. Uh, we lost our whole team back in the day and we, and we decided, you know what, we're going to do something about this. We're going to bring major league soccer back to, uh, South Florida and, and um, you know, Everything that we've done has been, you know, for the love of the game. Uh, there wasn't a team around. Um, you know, we didn't know what the name was going to be for this team, uh, but we were we were there from the beginning. You know, this is this is a, a, where it all started. That's why um, uh, um, my, calls uh, us the heartbeat of our club. We are that heartbeat, uh, and we want everybody who's out there to come out. And support Inter Miami with us. Uh, you can reach us on our website. Uh, you can reach us on all social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, come out and join us. We always have food if you're hungry. We you have the service pizza, nice and cold, waiting for you guys. Play some soccer, uh, bang on the drums, and come out every Saturday. And, and uh, we're at uh, in uh, in uh, Broward, and you know. Play, Marco, Marco can tell you where everything's
4: at. Yeah, I mean, on Pompano Beach, we got the got the barn on Wednesdays at seven p.m. and then on Saturdays we do urban indoor football in Miami on Seventy First Street. So, yeah, you guys are welcome. I can summarize a little bit and say that what I think is uh, something clear here is that we were here before the team was here, and we're still here with the team. So that means we're going to stay here. I mean, we're here to stay. That's it, Miami. That legion is always going to be here. We're going to support Miami anytime, anywhere, in any situation. I mean, again,
2: heavily rooted in South if There's Florida. a storm, we'll be there. Correct. Excellent. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate your guys' time coming on. We know the listeners do. We were very excited to round out again the second inaugural uh, supporters group series that we're running here. So, again, thank you, everyone. Ed, as always, we'll see you out there. Uh, Marco, Louise, pleasure to uh, you know speak with you guys as well. Uh, but thank you so much thank for coming you. on. And, uh, hey, only a few more weeks, and uh, we'll be out there yelling, eating, Drinking if you're of age and having oh, a good sure. time again, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, keep up the great show,
2: man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. the invitation. Cheers, fellas, yes. and vamos Miami. <laughs> vamos Miami. Well, all good things must come to an end. We do want to give a big shout-out to the Southern Legion. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and also just a big shout out to Vice City and the Siege as well. It was nice catching up with everyone. We, you know, are so excited for this next season, our second season to kick off. So, if you are a listener, if you are local or abroad, and you're not in a supporters group already, if you do find yourself wandering midday at work, hmm, what group could I join? <laughs> listen to the series they're all good people you all have a good time they have slightly different flavors but uh thank you again to all the supporters groups we're very very happy to be able to uh, link up with you guys again and making time to come on the podcast
1: no lie for about two seconds i thought i lost you there i know i know you're really gazing outside the window Rebooting. right now and Rebooting. i was like, oh shit <laughs> we lost them but no jay touched on it thank you to all the supporters groups the Siege, Southern Legion, and Vice City. We appreciate you all. We are excited to bring another episode of the Inner Miami Podcast. If you do not do so already, go ahead, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that whole schnaz. And go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you do incline, go ahead and tell them to your friends. We appreciate you coming to you live out of Jay's guest room. Until the next time. Vamos Miami